This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am your host, VLORGTZ, and with me today I have my usual co-hosts, Marion and Sakaki. Oh, what's poppin'? Boom on Tanjiro's face. That looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Don't you want to just poke it like a cyst? I know, it's oh, like... Uh, I, I'm, I'm just getting Hunter Hunter vibes. We're like gone, like, cut his wound open. Alright, let's play some flip the coin and shit. <laughs> <With Ghost Hunter. laughs> well, wait, Togashi was, did recommend this, so maybe. Anyway, yes, sweet. So as, you can, so as you can already tell, uh, chapter 191 of Demon Slayer was uh, interesting, to say the least. It was... I don't think any of us saw this coming. Well, we did, but not like this. <laughs> we weren't serious, but I guess uh, Gotenge was serious about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so to just jump right in, um, first off, I'm kind of surprised that Yushiro's here. I think I was one of the people that perpetuated and maybe now that Tamayo's gone, he'd go, but no, he's, he's still alive and kicking. He's injecting um, fallen demon slayers with the sauce. <laughs> the sauce. I think it's just like a poison serum. Yeah, or Szechuan sauce. Whichever. <laughs> um... You know, and uh, one I, I guess is Murata. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's trying to Oh, oh, okay. It's I'm 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 really sorry. This is actually I think is this Tanjiro? Is, I I think so. Is yeah, it is Tanjiro. It's Tanjiro. No, that, I was saying it was some guy I thought it was just some guy, but then it wasn't until the bottom panel where like Murata's like Okay, I'm trying to get his sword and like Murata's trying to pull his sword out of his hand, but even his unconscious state, Tanjiro's is ready to rumble. He won't let that thing go. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I thought uh, I thought I thought like I thought he was gonna grip it so hard just like Igoro that it was gonna turn like bread. I'm just realizing now that was Tanjiro and I'm really not sure why I didn't realize that sooner. <laughs> but and then yeah, I mean, okay, by the second page, I guess I did. I just kind of forgot. But yeah, anyway, um, Nishiro's like he must still have the will to fight. And then they find that he has a pulse. His pulse came back. You know, they're like he's really weak, but he's still he's still in it. And they're basically saying, "Come back to us." And they're calling his name and saying, "Dawn is coming." Hashtag Tanjiro come home. <laughs> <laughs> And, let, and and I mean, we made a joke about it before, but let's just again reiterate: this kid's face looks terrible. <laughs> like it, it is like pretty bad, looking like one uh, of Muzan's extra hearts. Oh damn! <laughs> exactly. Marion's I mean, bringing the fire. <laughs> as always, that's why Marion's here to bring the fire. <laughs> Marion's the new flame Hashira. <laughs> No, I can see it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I saw an opening, so <laughs> just don't die, man. Just don't. <laughs> I mean, Akaza's gone, so Marion's probably safe. Okay, that's fair. But no, I was joking about him um, beforehand, but it was like 
I was reading the spoilers on uh, on one of the one of these sites in Japanese, and as I was telling Marion and Vlord, if you think that spoilers in English are pretty obnoxious and don't really say much, they're the same in Japanese. It's nice to know that we're all connected and just being really hyped about spoilers. <laughs> Some of us. So yeah, the the spoiler poster thought it was Tanjiro's brains and not just assists on his face. So that really got that was the thing I was looking forward to. Is like, is this brains really coming out? Is Gotuke going that hardcore? But no, it's really just poison. To be fair, I guess it does kind of look like a brain, but it's very clearly just the same growth that he had in the previous chapters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess this four poster was just super hyped. They just wanted to troll whichever. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're trying to wake him up. They're saying you know dawn is coming, and you know um. They're, they're just saying, I, 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 I mean, this is kind of just funny to me that they're, you know, this he obviously doesn't look like he's in much of a shape of the fight. And I love that they're just pushing, like, get up, get up, we got him cornered, we got Musa cornered, dude, just get up, you can do this. And especially since it's when they don't have Musa cornered at all. <laughs> I mean, like, like, I, I guess they're. You know, with turning to blades red now, he's regenerating a little less quickly, which is, but that's still far from cornered. <laughs> but yeah, and then you know, Yushiro's like, eh, well, this is not good. You know, his his ticker is not ticking. And then um, Rada's like, we Muzan will get away. We have to go now. And then it's like this geesh voice, this geesh sound effect. Then um, it's just grinding noises. Just they're like, what the hell's that noise? And then Tanjiro grips the sword again, and then he's up. Meanwhile, um, I don't remember his person's name, but but anyway, one of the I guess one of the assists they're watching Muzan. They're watching the other demon slayers, like the pillars, some of them fighting against um, Muzan. And you know they're like, oh wait a second, you know they're they're pushing him back a little bit. Maybe we will last in the dawn. I, this this chapter really should have been called misplaced optimism. <laughs> 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 But I, I can't blame them though. Like Dawn is coming closer; they're actually kind of surviving, and you know, you know, hope springs eternal. And then I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, we we, we I mean, you know the main Chad. He's looking at these red blades and like me too, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love that. That's that that is Inosuke's reaction to seeing Blade Red and Blade. I, I want to do that too. I want to turn my blade, blade red too. And then, um, I'm not sure who this is. First of all, you need to be as strong as me. I think it's Kanao saying that. Which is weird. Okay, see, the thing is, I was kind of thrown off by that because, like, I love that, her, that she's, like, the kid who's gotten with bad company. Because she went from not talking at all to talking like Inosuke. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, for the longest time, I was like, is that, like, I don't think that Zenitsu would say something like that. And he, obviously, like, Inosuke wouldn't say that to himself. So, like, I, I figured it was Kanao, but then she's just, like, she's, like, got into, like, the whole bad influence with hanging out with them. <laughs> <laughs> like, a couple hours when Inosuke turns you into Inosuke. He's like a time vampire. <laughs> but yeah or a zombie if we're infecting people with this stupidity or time zombie <laughs> or even better time zombie yes but alright um B-Lord yeah so on page 8 we then kind of shift over to Sanami 
who's uh, realizing that by wearing the invisibility seal that they're all wearing, they can see each other, but Muzan can't. So that kind of allows them to still like cooperate with each other while avoiding Muzan's sight. Uh, we then see uh, him use his wind breathing against uh, Muzan. And then we see Gyome is being happy that like there's more fighters around. So that gives him more leeway to concentrate on shooting critical blows at Muzan. And he mentions that when he examines uh, Muzan's body in the transparent world, he's uh, able to learn a few things just about his, like, structure. Um, like, the fact that, like, Muzan has, like, a bunch of different, like, extra organs, far more than, like, any, like, normal human should have. And that is probably contributing to why he won't die simply from having his head cut off. And the, additionally... His brains and hearts all move around, sort of like an Elder Tagoro-type creature. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the Togashi. <laughs> Togashi was probably very happy about that. But, yeah, so, like, it makes it difficult to really strike a critical blow on Muzan simply because he can really just move his organs around at will. But then Gilmay realizes, hey... If other people can see the transparent world, then what if all like all of us attack the 12 primary organs at the same time? Um, he then tells uh, Igoro to try to look at the transparent world and look at Muzan. And Igoro is able to do it for just a moment. But then Muzan suddenly whips out all his... Uh, blade tentacle appendages all over the place and we get a really big wham sound and the demon slayer attendants like whoa what was all that shaking huh where where did all the demon slayers go and then he looks at like the broken buildings and you see like the just destroyed bodies of the hashira like, it's bad. Like, legitimately bad. Like, Gyome lost a leg. His leg's just straight up gone. Yeah, like, I remember last night when you guys were mentioning a chapter, I was like, did you lose a fucking arm? And he did. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, yeah, Gyu's arm is just straight up cut off. It's like, what the Holding the, the sword. And then I yeah. think Igoro's literally just got shot into a building like we don't know what his like body is looking like on the upper part but his legs are just kind of dangling there and uh yeah it's just really bad like Zenitsu is like also just a bloody pulp and same with Inosuke too our best boy his blade's even broken his blade Shit, I didn't notice that before. Wow, yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's just bad. The only one who's still like somewhat like not severely injured is Canal, but her uh, invisibility tag got destroyed in the attack, and Muzan's just slowly walking up to her. But Canal just can't move. She's just straight up frightened. <laughs> So yeah, on page 16, we see uh, 
Muzan walking up menacingly. I wonder why. Is it gonna punch a canal like Jotaro and Dio? Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> why there? <laughs> I said I have to walk to you. <laughs> I have to walk to you to punch you in the face. But uh nah, Kanao is like uh just talking to herself like I gotta hurry up. I gotta move and stand, move my feet, you gotta feed him. And like she's just going through like her memories. Uh like she needs to be able to fight so that everyone can live in peace and they don't have to feel sad again. And like Yeah, just like I'll beat him even if he kills me, even if I can fight bravely. Uh until the end, like my older sister, just remembering how both her sisters passed away fighting demons. And like the Kakashi just like goes, Stop it and tries to like shield the blow from her, or I guess or yeah, it looks like he's running toward her to, to maybe like take the blow or whatever. And right as Buzan is like raising his arm to deal that final blow, we see the Hinokami Kagura of beneficent radiance. Uh, obviously, Tanjiro has come. And like on the next page, you just see Buzan's arm is just like completely like torn off. And there's like a sizzle. So like the wound is closed. It's, like, hard for him to regenerate right away. And Kanao is just like, Tanjiro, it's Tanjiro. And, he, and he's like, yes, I'm sorry, I'm late. And to the Kakashi, take care of her. Yes, of course. And this is just, oh, my God. Did Tanjiro really just showed up like Goku. <laughs> yeah, no, though, you were saying this, I think, I, I think it was on Twitter. Yeah, I think you were saying it on Twitter. And I was just like, and ironically, I was recording for Dragon Ball then. But now that I see it, like, yeah, it really does feel like Goku just showed up and it's like, I got this. <laughs> Though uh, Tanjiro is definitely not looking like Goku. No, not at all. <laughs> Goku always comes in clean. This is this isn't clean. Musa's <laughs> like, you look positively awful, Tanjiro Kamado, and like, you can see like the veins in or in, the, in like uh, Tanjiro Sclera, like his eyes are just like bulging. You can see like the anger in him. And, uh, yeah, Muzan goes this way. It's hard to tell which one of us is the real demon. And <laughs> he sees, like, uh, shades of Yorichi in uh, Tanjiro. And he goes, you make my skin crawl. And Tanjiro goes, let's finish this, Muzan. Oof. I got chills. Yeah, no, I thought... That that was one badass entrance. Like I gotta give it to him. Yeah, like holy crap! But let, I just let's just talk about how everyone died. So, <laughs> like I, you know, it's not surprising. Shonen manga does this thing. You know, their other characters were there. I, I, I don't want to even go as far as saying they were treated like father because they really did do like a number of moves on. They really like, yeah. It wasn't a thing where they were just kind of thrown in there to keep Tanjiro. Plus, I think what helps a lot, too, is that Tanjiro wasn't... We weren't sure that he was coming back. Like, unlike Goku and Luffy, you know, at some point they're coming. And so it, it does kind of have that feeling of, okay, we're just... This is just a sideshow until Goku or Luffy shows up. But, like, with Tanjiro, it was just like... He was down and out. I mean, we even if you had the idea that he was coming, it was just like, in what form and what shape? What what is he gonna do when he comes back? 
So I guess that was kind of like the biggest point of this chapter where it was just like, okay, he's back, but he didn't come in clean. He didn't come in. He, you know, even Muzan's like, damn, damn, bitch, you ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, and I, and I kind of like, I mean, I guess just, you know, before I take it away the whole way here, but I guess my comment on this is like, my main thing is besides Sanjuro coming back, which more or less, I mean, I won't say it's telegraphed, but more or less we knew he would be. I, I'm just, again, going back to Canal and how she's, like, completely changed. Like, even the... Even the... I mean, maybe this is who she was, you know, deep down. And now, again, being around everybody has brought this out. And I, and I really like that. Like, even as she's sitting there saying, you know, move, I have to get up and fight Muzani if it kills me. Like, um that's just way different than what we've seen of her up until now. And of course my favorite thing being just her, her and Inosuke just like, you have to be as strong as me. That's just such an Inosuke line. I love it's coming out of her. <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate it. Like ever since really the, the Doma fight, like yeah. she's a lot less stoic just cause, yeah. uh, just cause like she, she's around people that she can really just let loose, I guess. Yeah. And she can open up, She's opened up a lot since then. I feel like the Doma fight was definitely, like, the point where, like, the remaining shackles of, like, her trauma and, like, emotional, like, stuntness, like, finally just, like, broke down. Like, the walls to her emotions are just, like, wide open now. I like it. I like that she's, I mean, granted, the whole thing of being stoic was kind of just her, her thing. And, and it makes sense in context of the story, and I'm definitely not. But I like that she... I like that her personality isn't just now slightly less stoic. It's actually completely the opposite of that. <laughs> it's like it, it feels like sometimes when characters like this, they become less. It, the the stoic character like gains their feelings. It's just more or less slightly less stoic, but there's the same character. I like seeing yeah. her. I like seeing this that trope kind of turned over, and now she's like. Basically, you know, uh, like I said, from the one line, for the couple lines that she's had so far, she's like not that far away from being Inosuke, and, and I really think that. <laughs> and then you see like her inner monologue, and it's like she's trying to be heroic. Exactly, and then, I mean her, her, her like word, like the the whole thing with her talking to Inosuke is Inosuke, but the, the her inner monologue is like Tanjiro. That sounds like something he'd say or think to himself. Yeah. So, but that that that's the highlight of the chapter for me. I mean, of course, like I said, Tanjiro's return too. But like, um, that was the thing that I really stuck out to me. Yeah, it's definitely a great moment. I feel like Tanjiro coming back is less of like, I think the highlight of the chapter, and more of like the kind of shocking part of the chapter. Just like his appearance. Like yeah. I, I thought, I think like a lot of people expected, like, okay, Yushiro and Nezuko are gonna come down, and just heal Tanjiro's face, everything's gonna be completely fine. But uh, nah, I guess he's uh, gonna keep that thing. That's just <laughs> yeah. what our protagonist looks like now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's it, that that definitely is like I guess the highlight of the chapter. Well, not the highlight, but I I I think that is like again, what most people are going to take away from this chapter is the fact that, again, like I said, you know, most times, even when 
at worst, you get Goku Luffy coming in looking, you know, they, they got a couple of scratches, maybe a little bit, of, maybe a wound here or there. But this guy's like half his face is gone, essentially. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like this also is kind of just like ties back to how Gotenge handled the Kokushibo fight. Where, like, obviously, we had like Michiro and uh, Genya basically on the verge of death, but like, just from how like we've seen narrative trends in like other series. You still kind of have this like feeling that okay, they're still gonna be okay, everything's gonna be fine, but no, they didn't just walk up those injuries. Those injuries actually killed them. And and again, going back to, to I mean, piggybacking off of that point, again, the pillars they didn't just get like Muzan didn't do lose like a shockwave and they all just fainted. No, they like they got like fucking obliterated. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not I'm not sure if like. They're all dead necessarily. No, no. I mean, I'm exaggerating. I, I don't mean that they are dead, but I mean they've lost limbs. They're probably yeah. not quite. They aren't going to magically get those limbs back. I feel. I feel like they yeah. are just going to be crippled. Yeah. Like I, I don't think, uh, I don't think Nezuko's going to come down and just like magically reattach Kyobe's leg. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't see that happening. But Mary, you were saying something. Uh, no, I was, like, basically agreeing. Something that, like, I feel like the one pose that doesn't look on first glance that bad, but, like, after I'm, like, studying the the image, I'm just like, oh, no, is Zenitsu. Because, like, his whole body is, like, face down, but then, like, his legs are still there. So it's, like, he's almost, like, a complete, like, 180-degree, like, bent. <laughs> you know, you're right. I don't need to laugh. Yeah, like they all look really bad. Like if you got if you haven't read this chapter yet, which I hope you're not listening to this podcast and not doing and doing that, that's the wrong order. <laughs> but um yeah, if you haven't though, they look bad. Like everybody looks really bad. I I'm I of course I'm looking of course looking at it like of course uh Zenitsu and you know I guess being the you know the protagonist part of the protagonist group they're still not going to get up anytime soon but they didn't lose limbs at least from what we can see of them yeah i mean, I think the one like x factor here might be sonami simply because we don't see like the front part of his body like we only see his legs <laughs> he's just in the building yeah which is also kind of a worrying sign because like he got hit hard enough that he smashed through a building yeah, like, and it's funny, and the one, not funny, but the one thing that's interesting to me about this, too, is just, like, we go from, hey, you know, you know, the the Kakushi being like, hey, you know, they might stand a chance, then one sound effect later, everyone's devastated. <laughs> so, which I just found, like, just the suddenness of how that happened. It wasn't like Muzan's like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to try harder now, because you guys are getting kind of annoying. He like did essentially. I mean, he did the whole. We had we had like a chapter or two ago where there was a whole page of him whipping it good, and they <laughs> survived that. <laughs> they survived that. I mean, they they barely did, but they survived that. I guess I guess the thing I, I'm like struggling to convey here is like this whole. I, one thing I do have to give this chapter is like Gotoge gave us all of this hope. Like yeah, he started off like the, the chapter. 
Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I've been talking long enough, so I want to hear your thoughts on this. <laughs> no, yeah, like I, I was, I wanted to touch on that too, because like, it's crazy because we see like, oh yeah, look, Sonami realized the the seals make you invisible, and you can see the other invisible people, and then Gilme is like, oh, if I if I go to the transparent world, I can see every like his organs and stuff, and it's like, okay, things are lining up so that they can actually deal like a like a critical blow on him or whatever, and like just just as like even Ikaro is like, oh wait, for a moment I could see through him. Immediately after it, Muzan's like, nope. <laughs> no, he was just like, he no-sails everyone. I mean, then the chapter begins with Tanjiro waking up, too. So it's like, okay, you know, you'd think that this chapter is the beginning of a turnaround. And it was. It's just turned around, not not the right people, <laughs> the right person. It turned around, but not for not for the heroes. <laughs> so yeah, and I, and I just think that Gotoge just giving all of these signs of hope, like and it and it wasn't done in a way where it felt kind of contrived. It felt it felt organic. like you know yeah, exactly organic. It felt natural. Like it, we've been watching them fight for this long, so it felt right about now that okay. Again, it it I don't want to go as far as saying that Gotoge's trying to um to um overturn shonen tropes or anything. I just think this is their part of their you know what they wanted to do with the story. I don't think they're sitting there saying, "Oh, well, in a shonen manga, this is what they normally do." So I'm going to do the opposite of that. <laughs> no, I just think, but I just you can't go into Demon Slayer almost reading it like you would a typical shonen manga. Like again. Or else you would have thought that this would have been a bit of a turning point. And then Tanjiro comes in, and everybody, everybody's still up and fighting. But Tanjiro comes in, nope, they losing. I, I just think the fact that we got lost limbs here is the, you know, that at this point, I, I've seen a couple of people being kind of disappointed by this development. And I kind of get it somewhat, because it's like now, at this point, with everybody being basically yeah, down for the count, it looks like Tanjiro's going to do this by himself. Um... And some people are like, hmm, about that development, which I yeah. my response to that is like, yeah, this is the thing about reading week to week. You can't take an assumption over something you just read this week. <laughs> I mean, especially since I feel Demon Slayer keeps breaking our assumptions. So Yeah. It's, like, it's I, like for one thing I feel this is not gonna be Tanjiro soloing Muzan. I think there's still gonna be other people involved. Especially Nezuko. I feel if anything, this is going to be a group effort from the siblings against Muzan. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm waiting for. Yeah, I think I can definitely see that. Like, and the funny thing, going back to what you just said, V Lord, we've actually been predicting things. They're just not 100% predictions. We've been like, we've been like in the radius of like 60%. <laughs> yeah, like half right. Like. Yeah, we're a little bit over half right. It's just the timing of when things happen, we're a bit off on, and how they happen, we're a bit off on. Yeah, I feel that that's like a big component of it, though. Because, like, we're expecting, I feel like we've been expecting things to last longer than they have, for one thing. True. I do, I do, I do agree with you that. Yeah, we've been like, it is moving lightning fast. That that is. And I'm not sure who was it on Twitter that mentioned this, but I think like one of the recent like issue covers mentioned that like the battle is like reaching its climax. Yeah, yeah, that was a wasn't that a while was that recently that were a while back because I do remember that too. I think it was recently because I think Manga Mogura was the one who mentioned it. 
Okay, maybe maybe it was recently. And I remember at one point that was said because I remember somebody asked me, like on Curious Cat or something. Hey, you know, we saw something that said Kimetsu. Is somebody could since you can read Japanese, is that really what it says? Fortunately, they didn't give me the cover to actually look at. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't I don't know. So the person didn't give me the thing to look at. So I'm just like, I it could say that. I don't know. <laughs> But maybe <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I'm thinking with every with the pacing of how everything's going on, I don't see how Demon Slayer could last like much, much longer. So, yeah, I don't see this longer than a year. Like, I don't think I don't think it'll be it'll go into 2021. Yeah, at this point, I I just don't see it continuing past this year unless we just get a brand new villain. Yeah, which. That would kind of spit in the face of the entire series, so that's unlikely. But yeah, I I, I do agree that the the series is probably likely going to end this year. So, um, which that would be amazing in and of itself, especially as like as hugely popular as it is right now. Like I don't think there are many other than Assassination Classroom. It still wasn't even as close as to what Demon Slayer is doing. It's one of the few series I can think of that ended in its prime. Yeah, it ended like when it was supposed to because the author was like, no, I know how it's going to end and it's going to end like that, so. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, whether, yeah, Matsui basically was like, I even if the, whether the series like sells gangbusters or nothing, this is the ending I have in mind. Yeah, I feel like if it's going to end on its own terms, it should end here. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. I, I don't see Demon Slayer really extending more than this. I can see Jump like milking it for spinoffs and stuff like that, but I don't think Goto Gay will be. At most, Goto Gay will be just like the supervisor or something. I don't see them like increasing this series any more than it has. So let's yeah. see. Oh, okay. I'm seeing. The, let me check this out. So I think it's the blurb by Tanjiro's face. Is that like Saigo Kete something something? Yeah, Saishu Kesen. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the final battle reaches Cho... its climax. Yeah, yeah. Cho Kyo something. I, 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 it always like because most of the time they'll have climax in like you know the word climax. Yeah, English but climax, but of this course. time they're using <laughs> Japanese word for climax, <laughs> which I don't. Because is that, so so Japanese. You gotta be authentic, Marion. I mean, Gotoka uses like these archaic ass kanji that, like, yeah, yeah. All right, sure. Using like the kanji, the kanji, and like the even the Kizuki eyes weren't like the traditional like numerical kanji. It was like super old kanji. Yeah, yeah. Like you can see the character for five in like the for for, like what the simplified version is, but they use like the old super traditional version. Yeah, yeah. Gotoge, Gotoge, I mean, I guess it makes sense with the setting, but yeah, Gotoge likes using that archaic stuff. Though, I have to keep in mind, even though this says that, I mean, it definitely says Final Battle. That, like, I think that, that you can't argue, you can't argue against that point. Like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we've, uh, we've been climax, in this Final Battle for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean... So it's just reiterating that, hey, yeah, Final Battle, go read it. 
I like I like that they have both series that are like final battle. <laughs> I mean, final like because Promise Neverland is also on the cover, and it's also this one has climax written climax, yeah. <laughs> the English word for climax. So that's that's interesting to me. While Kimetsu has the Jap, the traditional Japanese version. Kimetsu is just better, therefore it deserves the fancy kanji. <laughs> Kimetsu is for true weebs. <laughs> Only the elite read Demon Slayer. Yeah. The- <laughs> But yeah, I mean, with all my like experience with Shonen, when they say climax, all that means is like, yeah, there's an ending, and then an ending exists, and we're close to it, maybe. <laughs> That's maybe, what climax. Wow, you really got burned by Gintama. <laughs> Actually, yes, because the it word shows. climax is nothing to me anymore, and also, and also. And also Zetai Karen Children too, which has been its final arc for like six years. <laughs> Sakaki, so. just watch. Uh, Tanjiro's gonna be like swinging the final attack at Muzan, and then he'll be screaming to be continued to jump Giga. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, if that happens. <laughs> yeah. Please stay tuned for a 75-page final chapter in month or the the quarterly Jump Magazine. Where and then we'll make a Demon Slayer app. God, people are going to snipe me. I was just to say, but then we're going to actually continue in the, in the Kimetsu app, <laughs> where the final chapter 75 chapter chapter will be doled out in 20-page installments each month. <laughs> <laughs> Stay on the lookout for the 500 page final volume. <laughs> uh, and I love that. Even with, like, I mean, just a little, just a stray a little bit. I love that Sorachi's still apologizing for that. Because, <laughs> like, they had the advert for the new Gintama movie, and it's like half of it was him saying, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I'm sorry it took me so long to finish this. And this, I, I'm sorry this movie has to be a thing. <laughs> and it's mostly my fault because they could have ended this in a TV anime, but. <laughs> but yeah um yeah so i mean like i said uh we, we're climaxing at this point like yeah we can't argue that this is definitely the final fight but like climax is like that can mean pretty much anything at this point so i i do think that though it's likely whatever whoever it is that ends up beating muzon then muzon's probably it so yeah i joked about this but like Tanjiro really did pull off a Goku, and I kind of respect Kotoge for that, just because, like, we were just saying about how, like, yeah, you can't really predict Yaiba, sometimes it's, uh, sometimes you can get it, sometimes, though, like, Kotoge just pulls the rug out from under you, but then, like, it's also, uh, seamlessly combining, like, old-ass tropes like this, where it's just like, oh, yeah, the main hero shows up, but you gotta make it as cool as possible, because it's like, when I say Goku vibes, I literally mean, like, Namek, as soon as uh, he meets Frieza right before going Super Saiyan, and you just see like the rage in his face because uh, they just killed Krillin, and like, yeah, he he takes Gohan, and he's just like Vegeta, take care of them. Like, I'm 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 about to do my thing, and just like <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's the vibe I was getting too. Like when Goku, whenever Goku shows up, he just calmly says, "Everybody, I got this." Now I'm just imagining Goku with Tanjiro's growth on his face. <laughs> I don't think that'd be too far out of like Toriyama's purview, honestly. <laughs> but, 
Like he's thrown. I mean, nothing this grotesque, but he's he's done stuff. <laughs> so, but yeah, I just that I, I definitely get what Marion's saying. Like just Conjuro calmly. Like he's it's a quiet anger. <laughs> like he he doesn't come in. Like I think that it, as much as I've said Luffy and Goku several times throughout, you know the today's podcast there is a market difference between the two like even when luffy comes in and joins in the fight he's loud he's a boisterous like i'm gonna kick your ass or anything and like that but when goku shows up it's he's quiet he's like okay you know all right everybody stand back i'm about to do this like in tanjo's case it's such an interesting parallel to how this arc even began like, in the opening chapters of the arc, like, we had, like, Tanjo screaming Muzan's name. And now, with him returning to the fight, it's just... He, he doesn't even have that, like, expressive rage anymore. It's all internal, and you can just see it in him. And he's just like, yeah, let's finish this. I'm just yeah. here to kill you. Yeah, that, that's it. I mean, he, he started off Luffy and became a Goku. <laughs> And it, it is kind of interesting to see it like that. I, I'm still, and even as you bring that up, I'm just amazed at like how this arc even, as you said, how this arc started off. Like it was very sudden. Normally, like that final, the final arc is this big thing that's you know it's coming. We knew, we know it's coming because the characters are talking about like here's the final battle. We're gonna, we're getting ready. We've been training for this moment and all in this, that, and everything like that. But Kimetsu was, I don't think it had much of that. Just literally, the characters were just getting acclimated to Nezuko being quasi return to normal, and then suddenly Musan's like, "Yeah, no, actually." <laughs> yeah, I remember in like one of the monologues after the Swordsmith Village arc, like it says, like the battle between the demons is going to become more intense from here on out, and it really stuck to that. It's like. They aren't waiting for the ha- the Hashira and the Demon Slayers to be ready to face them. They just come head on. Like they're they're there to like kill them all. Like whether they're ready or not. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's very it's very interesting. Just how different. I, I think probably what we're saying here is just how I agree with Marion, which I think Marion put it best. Is it which is, you know, it takes the shonen tropes. It takes something familiar and does something unique with it. So, because we're all used to the whole, you know, final battle, the character, the main characters getting together, ready to go. But usually, it's a thing we're eased into somewhat. Like you, but like if when this arc started, like we knew Muzan was the only one left for the most part, and a couple of the upper moons. But like, sure, most people wouldn't have thought that. Oh, we're just gonna go right into Muzan like this, like. Uh, Giyu and Tanjiro, for example, they didn't fight any of the like um, Kokushibo or anybody like that. You'd think normally in another shonen manga, you know, Tanjiro has to work his way up to Muzan, then maybe get that miracle cure where he gets enough strength to fight him now. But no, like the other characters did that. Yeah, and it makes so much sense in retrospect because Tanjiro had no reason to fight Kokushibo. He had a reason to fight Akaza. Which is why that ended up being his like primary fight. So like even though it's kind of jarring to think about, he just like jumps straight to Muzan after that. It's like that was his motivation all along, facing Muzan. He's just going straight for it. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, and I agree with that. I, I like I like that that that's how it was. I mean, why have him fight a bunch of other I mean, again, I don't want to use the word fodder, but why have him do all of these fights that, you know, well, yeah, he's a heroes, but he has no personal gain in it. Exactly. Other than being the protagonist, that's the only reason why he's doing it. And I, I kind of applaud Gotoke for being like, no, I mean, if Tanjiro isn't going to gain anything from this fight, why have him there? There are other characters who would. Let's have them do something. Let's murder Genya. <laughs> uh, I'm still, I'm, I am still a little bit salty that Mitsuri really hasn't done much, though. Yeah, maybe she'll... I don't know. Maybe she'll like do something in the remainder of this fight, but I'm I, I'm not even sure anymore. She's gonna do a split, and then like her cheering is gonna heal them like a cleric. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she could say this much. She's got all of her appendages right now, <laughs> so she's a little. She's a further ahead than the other Hashira. <laughs> so. <laughs> She'll get the super glue and start gluing all the Hashira back together. This just became Humpty Dumpty, and I'm not sure how to feel. <laughs> I mean, we didn't get Humpty Dumpty with Genya, so we needed to get it with someone. Oh no, this is so bad, but clearly we're up far too late and have run out of things to talk about. Clearly. So. I think this is a sign that we should plug her stuff and get out of here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, Marion, where can the good people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at Michael Wavy, the E before the V. And I also have two other podcasts I'm on. Uh, one is at Haiku Pod. It's a, it's a Haiku podcast called The View from the Top. Uh, yeah, that, one, that one's really fun. And I'm also on at Good Friends Cast on Twitter, which is the Good Friends Anime Club. Uh, yeah. Awesome. And Sakaki, where can people find you? Um, I'm at Kirobon, K-I-I-R-O-B-O-N. Um, that's my personal Twitter, and if you're interested in what I do, what I really do is the weekly show on the Sunday, uh, WSS Talkback, at WSS Talkback on Twitter, and WSS Talkback.blogspot.com on, for the blog. I'm hoping to have more stuff on the blog. Unfortunately, I haven't done anything, and I'm really kind of don't like the fact that January went by without any updates. But we're going to do stuff, hopefully. There's a lot of stuff coming out soon that me and my co-writer and maybe other people writing, hey, I said this on a DB podcast too, but I'll say it here. I'm definitely open to having other people write because I realize now I can't do both Japanese and domestic releases. It's just impossible for me. <laughs> so people who are reading Viz Shonen Sunday stuff or Shonen Sunday stuff from any other publisher, you know, or anything that's Shonen Sunday adjacent. Hit me up. I'm willing to partner with anybody. If you want to get your voice heard, let's do it. I mean, uh, you know, I, anything that will help Shonen Sunday get past this like reputation it has of being the Conan magazine, <laughs> or the Conan or Takahashi magazine. I, I, they're they're both wonderful artist. They're both one's a wonderful series, another one's a wonderful artist. But Shonen Sunday means more than that. So definitely come and join in. And if you're listening and you're like, I know what Shonen Sunday series I like to write about, you can reach out on Twitter and or the um or the blog and we can work something out. Yeah, definitely follow both of these guys. They're both awesome. As for myself, you can follow me on Twitter at 
VLORDGTZ. Usually I'm just on there talking about manga, writing reviews, and I used to not be sleeping, but now I have an actual job again, so I will be sleeping. Aside from that, you can find my more manga-focused reviews over on old-comic.com, as well as my more Tanami-focused content over on TanamiFaithful.com. And as far as the podcast is concerned, you can follow that on Twitter at DSlayerPodcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DemonSlayerPodcast, and on the Tanami Faithful website at TanamiFaithful.com slash DemonSlayerPodcast. And you can check those for any updates about the podcast and new episodes. And the podcast itself is streaming on a wide variety of platforms at this point. So, yeah, just like subscribe and listen to all the episodes. But that about does it for this week. So we will see you guys later.